0: NO OTHER BOOK HAS SO PROFOUNDLY IMPACTED SO MANY LIVES AS THE BIBLE.
1: WELCOME TO SIMPLY THE BIBLE, THE THROUGH THE BIBLE TEACHING PROGRAM OF PASTOR DARYL ZACHMAN OF CALVARY CHAPEL, TREASURE VALLEY. TODAY WE LOOK AT THE FAMOUS STORY OF SAMSON AND DELILAH AND DISCOVER THE SIN THAT CAUSED THE LORD TO LEAVE SAMSON. WE HOPE YOU'LL JOIN US AS PASTOR DARYL CONTINUES IN JUDGES CHAPTER 16 On simply the Bible.
0: It has been pointed out that everyone has an Achilles heel, a place of exposed weakness that can easily lead to one's downfall. Certainly, that was the case with Samson. Samson liked to give riddles, but he was a riddle himself. Blessed with superhuman strength, he was weak at ruling his own spirit. His physical strength blinded him from his spiritual weakness. He was born a Nazarite, consecrated to God from birth. Yet he took liberties and easily compromised his convictions. He thought he could play with fire and not get burned. But today we will see where it all caught up with him. We continue in Judges chapter 16. Now, Samson went to Gaza and saw a harlot there and went into her. When the Gazites were told, Samson has come here, they surrounded the place and lay in wait for him all night at the gate of the city. They were quiet all night, saying, In the morning, when it is daylight, we will kill him. And Samson lay low till midnight. Then he arose at midnight, took hold of the doors of the gate of the city and the two gateposts, pulled them up, bar and all put them on his shoulders, and carried them to the top of the hill that faces Hebron. Samson was a playboy. He had a particular weakness for Philistine women. He freely engaged in sexual sin, but even in this, the Spirit of the Lord did not leave him. This is often the problem with gifted people. Because God is still using them, They don't see how much they've compromised with sin. It is easy to misinterpret God's patience as his approval. But we test the Lord whenever we ignore his commandments and do our own thing. Samson still possessed the physical strength to rip out the two gateposts of the city along with their doors and carry them up the hill. But he was morally weak. Afterward, it happened that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. Now, should we be surprised that Samson fell in love with another Philistine woman? This is now the third relationship such as this that we know of. Earlier, Samson ate the honey out of the unclean carcass of a lion. And likewise, he couldn't leave the honey alone of these unclean Philistines. There are many Christians who fall into the same trap by falling in love with an unbeliever. But it always leads to problems, which is why God warns us not to be unequally yoked. A believer with an unbeliever. Those who think they are the exception are deceived themselves. And the lords of the Philistines came up to her and said to her, entice him and find out where his great strength lies and by what means we may overcome him that we may bind him to afflict him and every one of us will give you 1,100 pieces of silver. These lords were really the Philistine leaders. We don't know how many of them there were but if each one gave Delilah 1,100 pieces of silver, she would become wealthy. No doubt in her mind, this was the reward she would receive for capturing this Philistine enemy. They wanted Delilah to find out where Samson's great strength lay. They thought that there was some secret to overpowering him. They had no idea that his strength was dependent on his consecration to the living, omnipotent God. So Delilah said to Samson, Please tell me where your great strength lies, and with what you may be bound to afflict you. And Samson said to her, If they bind me with seven fresh bowstrings, not yet dried, then I shall become weak and be like any other man. So the lords of the Philistines brought up to her seven fresh bowstrings, not yet dried, and she bound him with them. Now, men were lying in wait, staying with her in the room. And she said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. But he broke the bowstrings as a strand of yarn breaks when it touches fire. So the secret of his strength was not known. Now, once before, a Philistine woman had tried to pry a secret out of Samson, and it didn't end well. We wonder if Samson flashed back onto that situation when his wife betrayed his confidence. Obviously, Samson didn't trust Delilah because he deceived her. Now, after Delilah bound Samson with the seven fresh bowstrings and the Philistines came upon him to overpower him, then there could be no doubt in Samson's mind about Delilah's true intentions. Then Delilah said to Samson, Look, you have mocked me and told me lies. Now please tell me what you may be bound with. So he said to her, If they bind me securely with new ropes that have never been used, then I shall become weak and be like any other man. Therefore, Delilah took new ropes and bound him with them and said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. And men were lying in wait, staying in the room but he broke them off his arms like a thread. Delilah accused Samson of lying to her, which of course he did, but she had just betrayed his confidence. Why would Samson play this game with her anyway? He should have just said, the secret of my strength is none of your business. Besides, why would I trust you when you just betrayed me to the Philistines? But Samson was a playboy. And he thought he could flirt with Delilah and flirt with sin. But the problem is, if you play with fire, then sooner or later you will be burned. Delilah said to Samson, Until now you have mocked me and told me lies. Tell me what you may be bound with. And he said to her, If you weave the seven locks of my head into the web of the loom. So she wove it tightly with the batten of the loom. And she said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. But he awoke from his sleep and pulled out the baton and the web from the loom. Notice that in this deception, Samson gets a little closer to the truth. It has something to do with his hair. Temptation is such that it entices us to go closer and closer to stepping over the line until we pass the point of no return. But then it's too late. And then she said to him, How can you say I love you when your heart is not with me? You have mocked me these three times and have not told me where your great strength lies. And it came to pass when she pestered him daily with her words and pressed him so that his soul was vexed to death, that he told her all his heart and said to her, No razor has ever come upon my head for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If I am shaven, then my strength will leave me, and I shall become weak and be like any other man. Delilah played the you don't really love me card. Then she relentlessly pestered Samson until his soul was vexed to death. She wore him down. She drove him crazy. So he confessed everything that was in his heart. He held nothing back. Did he really think that she would keep this confidence? Sadly, he probably just didn't care anymore. Or maybe he was so self-deceived that he didn't think it would matter. Perhaps he presumed too much on the grace of God. In truth, God is impartial and he will judge each of us according to our works. We are not invincible unless we are submitted to his will. Then no weapon that is formed against us will succeed. And even if we die, then it will be in the will of God and for his glory. I would like to clear up a misunderstanding. The secret to Samson's strength wasn't in his hair. It was in his consecration to the Lord. Cutting his hair would violate his vow and render him impotent. There is the tendency to put our trust in some physical object as the source of our strength. For example, some people trust in their riches. But the truth is that the secret to our strength is not in anything other than in our relationship with God. We are to put no confidence in the flesh. Rather, we are to trust in the Lord with all our heart and obey his voice, knowing that he is the source of our strength. When Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up once more, for he has told me all his heart. So the lords of the Philistines came up to her and brought the money in their hand. Then she lulled him to sleep on her knees and called for a man and had him shave off the seven locks of his head. Then she began to torment him and his strength left him. As Delilah lulled Samson to sleep in her lap, probably running her fingers through his hair, so Satan lulls the Christian to sleep. Sometimes he uses the comfort of affluence. Other times he uses the praise of people. He has many devices to make us spiritually drowsy so that we let down our guard. But it is always so that he may deceive and destroy us. If he can't destroy our soul, then he will seek to destroy our witness. He tickles us so that he might torment us. For the first time in his life, Samson's strength left him. And she said, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. So he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as before at other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. Then the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza. They bound him with bronze fetters, and he became a grinder in the prison. Samson did not know that the Lord had left him. I cannot think of anything more tragic in the life of a believer than this. Some people seem to think that it doesn't matter what they do. The Spirit of the Lord will never leave them. But God told King Asa in Second Chronicles 15.2, The Lord is with you while you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Samson learned this lesson the hard way. Now Samson was blinded, bound, and treated as a beast of burden. No doubt walking in circles, pushing the millstone in the daily grind of the mill. The story of Samson and Delilah shows us how Satan works. He studies each of us. He knows our weakness. He crafts his temptations accordingly. He presents the bait, but he hides the hook. We may nibble on the bait, but then he sets the hook, and we don't perceive that we've been caught until it's too late. Then he spiritually blinds us, puts us in chains of bondage, and makes us bear the burden of the daily grind. Our gifts have been wasted, our strength has departed us, and we feel that the Lord has forsaken us. Oh, that we would be well aware of Satan's devices. Now, things looked grim for Samson, but tomorrow we will see that even in this
1: miserable state, he still had hope. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the through to Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at Calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941TheVoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow we will conclude our study of Samson's life as we discover what happens as his hair begins to grow. And he renews his dedication to the Lord. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Judges on Simply the Bible.